I'm Sarah Archer and welcome to episode 129 of the Speaking Club podcast. Thanks to Board Panda for this Amazon review left by Ben Harrison for the WMA Blue Amazon Kindle waterproof case cover protective bag pouch. Here's what Ben had to say about that. Got this for the mother-in-law for bath time, hoping it would be crap. Her Kindle would slip out and electrocute her. So far, this bloody thing is staying in one piece. Great for waterproof kindling, but crap for murder. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking, and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hello, I hope you're fine and dandy. I ended up in the accident and emergency department at Worthing Hospital last Friday evening. Nothing to do with coronavirus, not even anything to do with my skateboarding, but down to the somewhat rash decision I made to have a go on a hoverboard at home after two glasses of rosé wine and a shot of tequila. I wasn't drunk, but clearly my bravado was up and my reasoning skills were down, much to the amusement of everyone that witnessed me and the hoverboard unexpectedly parting company. Happily, I can report that I didn't break anything, just badly bruised everything, including my ego. Well, today I'm going to be talking to you about testimonials, which are one of the most powerful marketing tools we have, but so often we fail to leverage their full potential, me included, and that's something I want to change, and that's why I'm doing this episode. But before I talk to you about that, I wanted to let you know that you still have an opportunity to join me for my live workshop today and tomorrow on the three-step formula to selling when you speak. I know that you're going to get loads of aha moments and some practical tips for using speaking as a powerful marketing tool. So if you want to grab your space for free, then go to thespeakingclub.com slash masterclass and I'll see you there. Okay, let's crack on. So testimonials are the first place I look when I want to understand what problem your customers believe your product or service actually solves for them and then what pain it takes away. And just recently I was looking at a website and uh, although the testimonials were lovely, all they were doing was talking about the virtues of the person who delivered the service, not anything about the results or the benefits of the service itself. Now, obviously, it's, it's good to have some nice things said about the way you are, as it does factor into our decision about who we work with. But before people start contemplating how nice you are, they want to know whether your product or service will solve the problem they have and deliver the outcome they want. But time and again, I see problems with testimonials. And since their purpose is to convert your visitor into a buyer, it's a really important thing to get right. And testimonials, as you probably know, come from customers, colleagues or peers who have experienced success as a result of the work you did for them. 
and they're a vital piece of the customer journey. They help to build trust, overcome objections and done right can also connect at an emotional level too. And then there's this little statistic. 60% of people trust the recommendation of a stranger as much as they do one from friends or family. And you can't ignore that. So to make sure I'm getting all the aspects of testimonials spot on in my own company and to help my clients and listeners, I've been doing a bit of a deep dive all about them and I've got the goods. But what I want to start, first of all, with the top three mistakes that businesses make with testimonials. OK, so number one, that's not having enough testimonials or in fact, any testimonials at all. So I want you, once you've listened to this episode, well, you could pause it and go and do this now. I want you to take a look at your website and count up the number of promises or claims that you're making about your product or service. Okay, now you've done that. I want you to count up how many of those claims or promises are supported by evidence. And by evidence, I mean social proof, which is your testimonials, your case studies, etc., the sort of qualitative stuff, or data and statistics, the facts stuff. So social proof could be a testimonial saying something like, thanks so much for answering my query so quickly. And data evidence would be 95% of calls answered within three seconds. And if you can get both, that's brilliant. So when you have a look at the number of promises versus the evidence, it's likely that you'll find they're not equal. And even worse, you might even be someone who hasn't got any testimonials at all. And if you're a new um, entrepreneur, if you've got a new business, then that's fine. You need to go and do some, some work for free even to go and get those testimonials. But if you've got clients, if you had clients and customers and you haven't got any testimonials, you need to pull your finger out and go and get them. As long as they're positive. If you've done, if you've done bad work, we see then that's not going to be any good. But if you've done work you're proud of, if you've helped people, if you've made an impact uh, in their business or their life, then go and ask them for a testimonial. Cool. Right, mistake number two. Missing opportunities to get testimonials. This is a big one. I'm sure we've all done this. Like, um, have you ever had it where a customer sent you a thank you email or perhaps has put a post or a comment on social media talking about the service they've got from you or recommending you, something like that. Or even you find out that a customer or client that you've had before has referred someone you know, to you. And basically what you've got there is a satisfied customer who wants to shout about the thing that you do. And when you see stuff like that, you need to jump on it. Either screenshot that puppy if it's on social media, um, but also reach out to them and ask if they wouldn't mind doing you a testimonial. Okay, don't miss those golden opportunities. Okay, mistake number three, and these are the big mistakes. There's obviously lots of mistakes, but these are the biggest ones. Having testimonials that don't make any reference to your product or service. Testimonials, like I mentioned with the example at the start, yes, they, they need to resonate with the problem and pain of your target customer, but they also need to reference your product or service. And like, as I said, the one at the start, I mentioned earlier, 
it was talking about how nice the person was. It completely missed out the service, what pain it solved, what results they got, and so on. So, my aim for this podcast from here on is to give you the info you need to get testimonials working in the best way so that your chance of turning visitors into buyers on your website is increased. Coolio. Right, let's first of all then have a look at the different types of testimonial. So the first one, and I think there's seven of them. Yes, seven of them. So the first one is the quote, perhaps the most common one. Um, but there are like three types of quotes as well. There's your bog standard quote. Um, maybe you've got the name and, and I, I think at least you've got to have a name, right? Because, or worst case initials, because people want to know it's authentic. Okay. So quote with your name, ideally the company, ideally their position in the company. Um, secondly, even better than that is a quote with what you call a hero image. That's the picture of your client or customer photo. Yeah. Cause that makes people know it's authentic. It's real. And ideally as well, if you can, a quote with a hero image and guess what? A call to action so that they can quickly get that thing that that customer has raved about. Okay, so number two, they're influencer testimonials. Now, these might not be relevant for some of you. They may be relevant for you. Um, if you have a product that you use, then it may be relevant. Now, a company called Gymshark, I don't know if you've heard of them. They use this to absolutely launch their business and get it, oh, you know, they're doing so well. And um, he basically reached out to influencers on Instagram and, and offered them his clothes or even sent them. I'm not 100% sure exactly whether he just offered and they, they said, yes, please, or he even just sent them out. And he got influencers on Instagram posing in his uh, gym outfits and that really rocketed the business. So they, they are difficult to get. But don't second guess things, just give it a go. You know, I, I, I heard today from someone, James Webmore, guy I, I really admire, just recently started listening to him. And he, he basically said, look, you, the world around you reflects the thoughts uh, and beliefs that you have. And if you immediately dismiss the idea of someone like an influencer promoting your product, giving, you know, trying stuff out or even for you going on a podcast or something, whatever it is, if you immediately dismiss the idea and say, oh no, they won't do it, it'll never happen, then eh, that's what's going to happen, yeah? It's never going to happen. If you don't even never do anything, then the world is going to reflect that. Um, so don't second guess yourself. Just give it a go. What's the worst that can happen, okay? So try that out. Third type of testimonial is a video. And this would be a short form video, you know, of that quote and video is king you know so if you can get someone on video talking about the results they got the before and after of your product or service uh, in a short testimonial that would be wicked but you can also use audio and we've got uh, an advert out at the moment and we're actually using it's an animation but we're actually using um, listener audio testimonials in the animation so we've got little cartoon images of the people with their name and their uh, job title and we're using the audio in the animation so you can you know you can think outside the box with this stuff so audio is also very compelling if you can't get video cool number four case studies now this is a longer form story about your client or customers before 
and after. And there's a particular formula that you use in case studies and it's called the before after bridge. So basically in a case study, what you're aiming to do is show the before of your customer. So what was things like before they found your product, then the after, the results, and then talk about how your product or service bridges the gap to the from the before to the after. Okay, so it's the before, after, and then bridge, B-A-B. Cool, and they're really good too. And uh, I'm gonna talk a bit more. There's another way that you can do those case studies as well. Okay, number five, social media. And we mentioned this before, those, those little quotes and comments and posts that people put out, yeah, get the screenshots of those, stick them on, on the website. Another great thing to do on social media is to ask your customers, clients to use hashtags that are relevant to your product or service. And that is another great way you can get things, you know, your, your thing noticed on social media. So get, you know, if you've got a product that they wear, get them to, you know, take a photo of themselves wearing it and then hashtag your product name. And people love to do that stuff. So again, think, give it a go, ask, um, maybe have a competition, you know, lots of, um, influencers that I listen to will run competitions asking you to hashtag their, you know, whether it's a podcast or their you know, website or whatever it is, and, and they can enter into a draw. So, you know, don't be afraid to do stuff like that too. Great. Okay. Now I mentioned another version of case studies. These are customer interviews. They're kind of like a case study, uh, except they are, are an interview uh, on video, ideal audio again. Um, and it kind of can be like a documentary style. Um, bit like, you know, on, I don't know, programs like X Factor or Britain's Got Talent, America's Got Talent or whatever country in the world it is who's got talent. Um, and they do their sort of sob story, little sort of vignettes. Could be something like that. They're really powerful and really popular. And you're showing uh, the potential customer, the visitor to your site, you know, again, that before and after, what life could be like for them if they just use your product or service. Cool. Okay. Last one. Consumer reviews. Really important because apparently 57% of customers said they will only buy from a business if they have four or more stars on a review site. So if you are on Trustpilot or something like that, uh, TripAdvisor, if it's relevant for your business, um, move these, try and get these onto your site. I don't know if they have feeds um, or but certainly screenshot um, or certainly mention it. I'm sure Trustpilot has some sort of badge that you can put on. Now, there is also something else that you can use here is a piece of software that my business partner uses in another business of theirs. It's called Judge Me. Uh, you can get a free version too. It's really cool. And basically, you put it on the bottom of your emails out to your, your clients when they, you're sort of interacting with them. And they just click and right in the email, they can go and rate you. So it's really easy for them to leave a review about your product or service, low, low hassle, and you can then display those results on your website. So check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's called Judge Me. Cool. Okay. So those are the different types of testimonials. Now, what's important, I think, to share with you is how to ask for one. I've said it's really important and people don't volunteer this stuff or rarely, but they will be open to it if you ask them. 
but we want to make sure that we're asking in the right way. And first of all, I would say start off with your super fans. You know those people, they comment on the blog, they comment on social media. Like I said, that you know the people that absolutely adore your business, adore you, your product or service. So start with them. So send them an email, pick up the phone, house them at a networking event in person, whichever way you do it, um, ask them. Uh, first of all, ask them to put it in writing. Even better though, if you can do, is ask them to do a video or, or an audio. Create a little bit of urgency, you know, give them a deadline because these things can sort of drag on. Perhaps you're launching a new product or, you know, there's something coming up and it would be really useful to have their testimonial for that. Perhaps you're going for a new client. Um, provide examples of what they could say or even you can give them a sort of a paragraph and ask them to edit it so that they're in control. But you make it easy for them because sometimes people struggle to think of what to say. You know, or they're worried about, you know, am I putting it in the right way or whatever? So make it easy for them. Um, you know, write a sample for them or provide examples or both. And then offer an incentive. You, you, we're just, we're human beings, you know, and we always, you know, if there's something in it for us too, it makes us more likely to do stuff. That's just the way we're wired. There's nothing bad about it. Um, so if you can offer them an incentive, either a discount or a backlink to their site if they're in business too, or in a mention of their product or service, then then that will help. You know, your testimony is also going to make your your customers look good too. Um, use their first and last name, and you know, get that. The very least, try and get them to give you a, a photo or you know agree to use the photo because that just makes it that bit more authentic and powerful. So do that to ask for a testimonial, but but do it, ask. Now, what is the ideal length for quote testimonials? Often people um, do, they're too long, you know, they, they're not engaging, they're a bit boring. What you want to do, you need to make sure it's punchy, you need to make sure it's engaging, keep them between 30 and 50 words, okay? And that leads me nicely on to seven tips for success in fact, I think it's more than seven. Anyway, these are the tips for success with testimonials. So following on from what I've just said, keep it short. People have got very short attention spans. You, you need to keep it short. Use keywords in them if you can, if it's appropriate. And it, you know, they're not sticking out like a sore thumb. It's got to be relevant. Um, be authentic. We've talked about that. Make sure, you know, don't make up testimonials. It will backfire on you. People, you know, just won't trust you. And that's a big no-no. So, you know, get real testimonials and show the people that are giving them if you can. Put the most impactful statement at the beginning. You know, what's the biggest benefit they had from using your product or service? Um, make it visually engaging. If, if it's not a, a video or an audio or... Um, has not got a photo, at least make the language as descriptive as you can. And that's why it's also good to offer a sample to your customers to make it easy for them, but it also puts you in control. Because that is one of the things that we, you know, we do, we're so grateful for people to actually give us a testimonial that we don't manage the process. And one thing you've got to do is manage the process. This has got to say what you need it to say to convert the visitor to the, to the buyer. So take control of the process. They won't mind it will make it easier for them, if anything. Okay, as I said, make it visually engaging. One really important thing 
is to align the testimonial with the specific features or of your product or service if you can. Okay, so like the best way I can think to sort of put you know an analogy for this is if you go for an interview and there's a job description, when you are in the interview, you do your best when you're preparing to give examples of your experience, your skills that link to each part of the, the specification in the job description. And it's just the same with testimonials. You ideally want them to sit next to the, the product or uh, the feature or the you know the, the benefit of the claim that you're making on your website so try and make sure that the testimonials are specific uh, you know about that particular feature or benefit or whatever if you can now one other thing you can do with testimonials is what you call a reverse testimonial so we I've talked about objections on the show before you need to be proactive in dealing with objections so that when you get your customer around to the end of the buying journey, those obstacles are, are, are gone. And we obviously, you know, I've also probably talked about your irresistible offer where you make your offer address the objections as well. So you want to take these away from people. But one great way of tackling objections is in testimonials. And you get the objection that people most have and you, you get that into the testimonial. So, you know, if you were selling products online, you might open with uh, how people are skeptical about buying online. Or, you know, if you're selling a diet, you know, you could put the objection up front. Most people have tried diets and failed. And then they deal with that objection and show how your product or service is different. Okay. The other thing to do, and I don't see many people doing this, and I don't even think I do it, so it's something I need to look at for my stuff, is have a compelling summary subheadline above it. So, you know, I talk about, I'm sure I've talked about headlines and making things sexy, a little summary, short, punchy, compelling, engaging, sexy headline subtitle above the testimonial would also be a really cool thing to do. And, you know, that sort of sums up the, the benefit, you know, it's the, it's the headline, like in the paper, the teaser for the testimonial to get them to read on the hook, as I've talked about things before. Okay, I think that that's it. Your takeaways for this episode. One, start paying attention to testimonials because they are worth their weight in gold. I promise you. Always ask for one where you've done a great job uh, and show what's in it for the customer. Make it easy for them, write it for them with the option for they can edit it or use something like Judge Me that makes it really easy. Use video or and hero shots wherever you can. Keep the testimonials short, the quote ones, case studies obviously can be longer and also use data and statistics as well to back up the test, the qualitative testimonial, if you can, for all the claims that you're making. There you go. So I'm going to be making sure I pay more attention to these critical marketing assets myself, and I hope you do too. And on the back of that, it would be remiss of me not to say that if you enjoy the speaking club, it would be brilliant if you could leave a rating or review to say how fab the show is on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It really does help people find it. And I'm chuffed to bits when I read uh, the feedback. It's fantastic. So yeah, do that for me. That'll be cool. And thanks again for joining me. And don't forget, if you do want to discover the three-step formula for selling when you speak, then you've got, you have to be quick but you can still catch that live workshop 
at thespeakingclub.com slash masterclass. Uh, I'm doing that today, this afternoon, well, this evening, UK time, uh, and t- two workshops tomorrow. So you can book your space there at thespeakingclub.com slash masterclass, and it's completely free. Good. Right. I'm off to nurse my bruises some more. You stay safe. Go out and grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. But don't mix hoverboards and any quantity of alcohol. Bye-bye.